0: In this eye-opening look into the decline and the importance of small-town journalism, Storm Lake follows Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Art Cullen and his family as they fight to unite and inform their Iowan farming community through their bi-weekly newspaper, The Storm Lake Times, come hell or pandemic. While Storm Lake is a look at journalism, it's also a look at a small town. It's a look at a family struggling to keep the family business afloat. Storm Lake also provides us with an important perspective on why it matters if we're informed about our community, our state, and our nation. We're joined today by the co-directors of Storm Lake, that would be Jerry Rishis, as well as Beth Levison, and as well as the editor-in-chief of the Storm Lake Times, Art Cullen. To all of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike.
0: Jerry, Ratius, what's the backstory behind this particular project of Storm Lake? How did it start?
2: It really is, you know, one of those small scene stories. I'm a Iowan. I grew up on a small farm, actually, maybe an hour and a half uh, northeast of Storm Lake. So I knew Storm Lake. I didn't know art, but I've left uh, Iowa since the mid-80s. I still pay attention to all things Iowa. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly going back and visiting family and seeing friends. And in the spring, I guess, of 2017, for those uh, listeners there that remember The Exorcist, I actually had a bit of a Linda Blair moment when my head was starting to spin. And I saw the headline for the Pulitzer announcements was Small North Iowa Newspaper Wins Pulitzer Prize. I follow journalism. I follow the news. I, you know, I'm you used to seeing New York Times, Washington Post, Miami Herald, Hartford Courant, even, you know, like smaller newspapers, but still never would I ever expect to see like a small uh, newspaper. You know, that was really the, the, the light bulb that went off. And within a day or two, I read art's uh, columns that won the Pulitzer. I researched a little bit, just found out about Storm Lake Times, called up art, said I'd be, you know, I'm going to be coming out to visit and i think there might be an an idea for a documentary about you and your paper you know so i went out with a small dslr camera later that summer and spent an afternoon with art uh, just trying to get a uh, build a character reel so w- which i did and he was gracious and we there were actually a couple of scenes that are still in the film that are from that uh, shoot and then i came back to new york i live in new- in brooklyn new york uh, cut a, a small reel together and then spent maybe a year and a half or so just trying to to find funding and to try to find a partner um what's funny is Beth and I actually teach together at the School of Visual Arts I did end up reaching out to her <laughs> and trying to get her as soon as she did come on i have to say everything changed because we you know developed a deck uh started you know trying to find people that were interested in journalism which of course there were so many and um yeah i guess that was kind of the beginning
0: So, Art Cullen, what was it like when Jerry showed up to begin this documentation of of your work and your family and so many other things we see?
3: Well, first, thanks for having me on, Mike. Uh, It's great to be here in L.A. Uh, Actually, Beverly Hills, we're hanging out by the cement pond with (laughs) Jed. And uh, uh, (laughs) well, Jerry, uh, first of all, Jerry is a native of Iowan and... You I know, grew up on a on a hog farm not too far from Storm Lake so he knows the territory as they say I'm the Music Man and so there's no learning curve he talks the language here so he, he was able to melt a lot of ice around town you know they see a guy coming around at him with a big huge camera on his shoulder and they run want to run the other direction and and Jerry so it was a, it was a really nice uh, collaboration I guess with ben jerry and the whole crew and uh just faded into the woodwork if we had any woodwork it, they would have faded into it uh, you know it was, it was sort of strange being on the other side of the lens i spent my entire career my big brother and the publisher of our newspaper is a photographer by training and and i spent my whole career uh, listening to him say stay out of my frame and uh so and you know you're told in journalism school don't become part of the story and here i am at the center of the story in the center of the frame and so that's a strange experience but it's uh good uh to to know what it feels like to be on the other side uh, answering the questions rather than asking them and then thinking for about a year of how many stupid things did i say that could end (laughs) up to come back and haunt me (laughs) Well, you come across beautifully in the film,
0: especially you and your family, John, Dolores, John, um, Mary, and the people who are who are part of the production of the newspaper. It's just a wonderful uh, look into the nuts and bolts of how newspapers are put together and what what's important, what is a priority, and all of the other things. And we'll get into the state of journalism in, in regard to newspapers in a minute, but. Uh, it's a wonderful look into that, and Beth Levison. Uh, in terms of the timing of you being in Storm Lake uh, in two thousand and nineteen, the beginning of a presidential campaign. Well, just in terms of that, the the timing of that. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, well, in terms of the overall timing, I mean, Jerry and I started developing it, the film, in twenty eighteen, and then. Did receive our first funding in early 2019 and it was when we learned that art would be moderating the first multi-candidate democratic event of the presidential election cycle and as soon as we learned that art was doing that we realized well maybe that could be the beginning of this film and maybe it could end with the presidential election and wouldn't that be interesting that this is actually also unfolding in the state of Iowa, which is such a key state in the election process. And so as soon as was sort of was offered that opportunity and we realized that we could shoot it, you know, we did hope that we could shoot the Iowa caucuses. I had certainly never experienced an Iowa caucus firsthand. So it was just sort of this abstract idea. I mean, we just felt really lucky to have that front row seat You know, most of the country is learning about the caucus from the national news. What was great was to be in the newsroom and hear what the national news was saying at the very same time that we had just experienced it firsthand on the ground. So it was also an instance whereby you see the way local news reports a situation and an event and the way that the national news does. And it's very different. And I have to say, as I was standing in the newsroom as we were shooting Mm -hmm. that, I was thinking if I was sitting in my apartment in New York City, I would have thought, oh, man, these Iowa caucuses, they're a mess. But because we were following Art and Tom and Dolores as they were reporting the story, we actually saw how kind of extraordinary they were. And that story is not told. So, yeah, so we did follow the caucuses and we did follow through to um, the presidential election. And then, of course, we had the non-political event, which became a political event unfortunately, which was COVID. And so the timing of this film was um, sort of uncanny, I think, in many ways.
0: In, in terms of, Beth, what you just said, the importance of small D democracy is the thing that comes across in this segment of the film when we're watching what happens in Iowa. Now, I know from the light, we all know from what happened in 2020, there was some glitches in the reporting. But nonetheless. What's what gets lost is just how important this retail politics is to to our democracy. And I, if you want to talk about that a little bit in terms of what you saw.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the whole film I love that you just said lowercase d democracy in some ways. But I think the whole film is meant to show yeah. the role that local news plays in informing its citizenry about what's going on in their own backyard. And. You know, if you don't have a local newspaper or a credible local news source, how do you know what's going on? You know, so a key story actually for us in some ways is following Tom Lane, you know, who ends up running for city council in the teeny tiny town of Alta and Tom's coverage of that. And to see that if there isn't local news reporting on who's running for city council, then who do you know to vote for? And I think one thing that we're seeing in this country right now is, not like you just arrive at running for governor or you know these higher offices. its It starts on the ground. And so these elections are these are elections are important. but it's also not just about elections. It's also knowing it's as art said, who's who's getting married and and buried. And you know what baby is the first baby of the year and that it is a Micronesian. Baby, And what does that say about Storm Lake? And what does that say about our preconceptions of this place and who lives there and what they're doing there? In lowercase and capital letters all across the movie, we're really trying to show the role of a local newspaper in a functioning democracy.
0: In some ways, this is kind of the Lake Wobegon of what we think of, you know, much of rural America in terms of it could be. It, it's in the sense that we have this kind of idealized version in our minds of what it's like. The motto of the
3: Herald Star, uh, editor Harold Star of the Herald Star in Lake Wobegon, was uh, "We got to live here too." <laughs> that was the motto on the flag of the newspaper.
0: <laughs> right, but but as we see in 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 the film Storm Lake, Jerry, we see the 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 demographic changes that are occurring in the country the 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 effect of big businesses moving into what used to be small mom and pop family farms we see all of this being from Iowa how much did this surprise you or reinforce what you were already familiar with what, what was your take as you're watching all these things unfold
2: well I mean I knew what was happening because I have been in touch with Iowa I mean my my family we still have a very small quarter section of land in in uh, County which is in North Iowa and you know my father raised four kids on 160 acres and so in the 60 in the i'm sorry in the in the 60s and 70s in the 80s we saw all that kind of break apart and so large farms started to form and and really you know i hate to bring this up but you know we have to talk a little bit about maturing capitalism you know as 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 capitalism matures it merges so farms get bigger like large hedge funds start buying out newspapers. This is happening in a very large scale way all over in all of our all of our businesses around the country. What you know, whatever they may be. So watching that happen, you know, is is hurtful because you know maybe it's hurtful because I have all these fond memories of growing up in small farms, but I, you know, in, in a small you know area where people all come together and work together, even though we don't always agree on on things but they did right my father was in i still have uh, memories of my father being in a very bad accident you know the entire community stopping what they were doing for two days you know on one day or like you know in the middle of october the end of october and all the combines showing up at our farm and then just taking out the entire crop in one day you know that that kind of stuff i think may still exist it would have to be like 10,000 acres not 160 acres you know you know all, all that said to you know that we see the 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 expanding business concept of America and you know we're all a, a feeling you know what we're losing out of it and what we are losing is our democracy we're like trying to understand how we can keep our 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 families our family run businesses and you know our communities together and i think that the you know it's a very unique situation that the Collins and the Storm Lake Times do in Storm Lake, you know, because of the demographics of of the town as well. It's for me. There's, there's a lot of hope there because they are actually still doing it and pulling it off. But it's also, you know, something that we I think that the film says, "Hey, we have to pay attention to this. This yeah. is This is very delicate. This is something that you know is disappearing, or we're watching it disappear. And if we don't pay attention, we're going to lose it. And if yeah. we lose it, we don't get it back." It's not like something we can try to go back and and bramble back together again with a little chicken wire and and some spit. It's something that we're just gonna lose and then we're gonna really regret it.
1: One thing we started to realize as we were making the film that was really exciting to us was this is a micro story that really reflects macro themes. And we felt, wow, how lucky we are that we could tell this micro story that would resonate for another town You know, another small city uh, across the US, and that resonates at a much larger level. So I think that was something really exciting for us that opportunity to be kind of filming on a smaller stage, yet it reflecting what's going on in a much larger one. Art, I'm going
0: to ask you in just a second about kind of the state of things in terms of the newspaper business, but also Storm like the community. But first, I want to remind our listeners that we are speaking with the co directors of the film Storm Lake. That would be Jerry Reese's as well as Beth Levison, And we're also speaking with the editor-in-chief of the Storm Lake Times, and that would be Art Cullen. Uh, The film had a wonderful run at the DOC NYC Film Festival recently, as well as a a screening on uh, Independent Lens um, in November. You can go to
1: stormlakemovie.com. It's available on Amazon, if there are any journalists or educators in your audience, we also have educational distribution, so they should go to our website, stormlakemovie.com, and we can they, they can figure out how uh, they can screen the film for their students or in their communities. And the last thing is if people want to know what we're up to, they should definitely follow us on all platforms at, at Storm Lake Movie.
0: Yes, and meaning uh, in terms of the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.
1: Yeah, those three, um,
0: and also Storm Lake Times is also a part of that mix as well. They're on Twitter and also on Instagram and ice and Facebook. Is no? Are you on Facebook, Art? I assume you are.
3: Yeah, we are, and oh, yeah. also uh, at www.stormlike.com. Right, that's our website, not right. to be confused with stormlikemovie.com.
0: In terms of just where we're at now, have you reached a point in? This saga, this trajectory of where we are with small news—that there is a reassessment in the, in the as far as its importance to these communities—are are you doing okay? Are you healthy, a journalist at this point, or are we still on life support? How how are things
3: in store? Well, the newspaper industry, frankly, mm-hmm. has been in decline my entire adult career, as basically since Richard Nixon and the Vietnam War, uh, where people started losing faith in institutions, and then it kind of culminated really in the uh, disaster that was the Trump presidency and where we became an enemy of the people. And so we saw the freight train coming, uh, down the tracks, uh, our circulation at one time was at a high of about 3,800. Now it's about 3,000. So, and that's a big drop for us only 800 subscribers. That's a lot of money to us. And then when the pandemic hit, we knew that, you know, we nearly went broke. Were it not for the PP, the payroll protection program. And we also launched a gofundme campaign at that point we really avoided begging for money but we realized we have to and uh, that saved us Uh, otherwise we would have folded during the pandemic no question about it we were losing money by the bucket full so we formed something called the western iowa journalism foundation which can accept uh, tax-deductible gifts donations Uh, to support these independent family-owned newspapers in rural Western Iowa, and we hope to expand it eventually. But we've had success so far fundraising because of the documentary, people realize that there's a problem. Most people don't know that their newspaper is struggling because we do such a, as Beth (laughs) often points out, we do such a terrible job of telling our own story. We can can rip your guts out or make you laugh with somebody else's story, but our own story, we neglect. And uh, this documentary brings it out. So uh, advertising revenue has picked up a little bit. And because of the movie, we had a tremendous November for circulation revenue, which put us in the black. So we're hoping to encourage PBS to just run the film about once a week, maybe once a month anyway, in prime time, it would be very helpful. Outstanding. And you pointed out something, the health of the community. Better than Antiques Roadshow. that's (laughs) That's a lot better.
0: Much better. I I think you pointed out something that's very important, and that is economic condition of the community in Storm Lake is at a direct bearing on the economic health of Storm Lake News. So these things are interconnected. And the stories that we see in the film that are so important to people in the community, as you said earlier, it's all about the stuff that people really care about. Right. And um, and it, it is what makes a community. And I, 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 I'm i so glad that this film has garnered the level of attention. I hope it wins a Pulitzer as well, Well, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I'd you vote for it. Pulitzers? If they don't, they
3: should. But anyway, I'm sorry, Art, you were going to say? I'd vote for it. It saved us, and it's creating a whole new conversation. Yeah. One of the most powerful uh, places Jerry and Beth unfortunately weren't able to be there for this one, but I went down to a little struggling southern Iowa community called Greenfield, Iowa, where the poverty rates are as high as Harlan County, Kentucky, by the way, you don't think of, of Rural poverty very often we think a lot about urban poverty, but we don't think about rural poverty. And in the question and answer session that followed the screening this little town of 1500 people uh, that used to have cattle and there aren't any cattle there anymore. There's they have no economic purpose anymore. And it engendered a conversation among the, you know, 150 people in that room, that's 10% of the town's population, about how can we save our community? It wasn't about newspapers, it wasn't about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. It was how can we save Greenfield, Iowa? And they weren't having that discussion uh before that documentary screen. So that was pretty powerful stuff to listen in on, you know. Mm.
0: Journalism is the only business mentioned in, in the U.S. Constitution, and there's a reason. There's a reason why. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your work as 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 uh, filmmakers, as well as art, for your work as a journalist, and uh, appreciate all your time here today. The film, again, is called Storm Lake, and we've been uh, talking with the co-directors, Jerry Rishus, as well as Beth Levison and the subject of the film storm lake and that would be art cullen and your family as well but Art, thank you very much to all of you for your time today appreciate it thank you
2: thank you mike thank Thank you
1: so much
0: you've been listening to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films